0: it's time for football asia with paul williams
1: yes let's finish off as we always do with football asia in the company of paul williams from the asian game podcast stevening paolo
0: simon alex how are you going guys very
1: good, good mate. uh let's start with the big news out of qatar which is that carlos keros uh former iranian coach of course has been appointed as the full-time successor of to Felix Sanchez. Uh, is that the right move? It appears to have divided opinion somewhat.
0: It, it's certainly a head, headline-grabbing appointment. The question, as you raised, is yeah, whether it's the right move for Qatar at, at this stage of their development. They, of course, had that disastrous World Cup. So what they need now is almost a little bit of rejuvenation. They've had this so-called golden generation that's come through over the last six, seven, eight years through the youth ranks up through now to the national team. They're not particularly old, but I think we saw at the World Cup that there's a little bit of staleness about them they could do with some fresh blood coming in from underneath. The question is whether um, Carlos Kiros is the right man to be able to deliver that for them. What we've seen when he's been in charge of Iran, um, particularly towards the end of his first spell, and again this second time, is... He, has, he, he likes stability as a certain group of players, the experienced players that he likes. He's generally not been one to sort of bring in a new generation and rejuvenate a side, and that's what Qatar need right about now. So it's an interesting appointment. We'll see whether he's capable of doing it. We certainly know what we're going to get from him in a football sense. It's going to be pragmatic, defensive-minded. Um, they certainly need some shoring up defensively, so from that point of view, it might do them some good. So it'll be really interesting over the next 12 months as they um, sort of build up to another home Asian cup.
1: And he's not the only big name appointment in Asia. Syria have gone for Hector Cooper, who once took Valencia to a Champions League final. Your thoughts on that one?
0: Yeah. And and on paper, it's another interesting appointment. He was with um, Uzbekistan during the last cycle. That really didn't work out for him. The players, for whatever reason, didn't respond. We'll see how he gets on with Syria. We know all the difficulties that, um, that that country has in terms of, it's football and of course our hearts go out to them of course with everything that's happened um with the the earthquake as if that country hasn't been through enough over the last couple of years now they've now got that to to deal with I think he'll be still up against it to produce the heroics that we saw in that 28 qualifying campaign I think that was really a huge unexpected peak and I'm just not quite sure whether they've got the talent to be able to get back to that um to that position again
1: uh, both those nations, of course, will be at the Asian Cup in Qatar, which uh, has been confirmed for January 2024. I don't know what took them so long. I think we all knew it was going to be in January next year. Uh, and Saudi Arabia have been confirmed as host of the 2027 version, part of a raft of uh, announcements and decisions uh, made at what I presume was the AFC Congress. I didn't see anything published about it, but is that correct?
0: it was correct yeah the afc congress was in um, was in bahrain in last week's so official confirmation that uh, saudi arabia will will host the 2027 tournament which we all knew anyway because they were the only bidder left in the running so um uh, would have been quite something if they didn't win it so um uh, unfortunate to see india drop out i would have loved to have seen india host the tournament i'd love to see them come back in perhaps for for 2031 because with another decade's development, they can start if they can start ticking off some of those milestones of their twenty-five year plan that we spoke about the other week, then by twenty thirty one they could be at a really interesting spot in their football development. And I'd love to see an Asian Cup in India. I think it would be um I think it would be fantastic. But yeah, we're going to uh, to Saudi in twenty twenty-seven. Uh, you
1: mentioned the Congress was in Bahrain. Um, that's where Sheikh Salman is from, of course. So good job that he didn't have to travel. Uh, he's the president and was re-elected unopposed at the Congress on Thursday. Uh, sort of a two-part question. How do you see his reign? Uh, and is the balance of power now irrevocably in the west of the region when it comes to Asia? Uh,
0: to answer the the last question first um undoubtedly the the balance of power is in the west i think it has been for some time now i think there was a, a chance when china were really emerging that they could have been um uh, created a really powerful block in in east asia but as they've they've faded away the balance has really swung across to west asia as for for shake salman himself i think it would be ultra generous to say there's been significant improvement in asian football during his reign i think We've seen the AECL wither in quality and relevance over that time, when it probably should have gone the other way. Um, and with the national teams, I think, despite having three teams through to the round of sixteen in Qatar, I'm not sure you could mount a, a credible argument to say that national team football has improved significantly either. And he really hitched his wagon to to the Chinese uh, the Chinese dollar. He, he got that um, deal with Deddy and Fortis over the line that pretty much collapsed straight away. And it's left Asian football in a, a little bit of a black hole with, with their revenues that needed to be renegotiated. So yeah, I, I, I I'm not sure how you, you sum up the reign of Sheikh. someone other than saying it's probably been a, a little bit disappointing unless there's unforeseen changes. And hopefully there's not, this will be his last uh, term as AFC president. We will get new leadership in, in 2027. Um, and I think, well, definitely by then, Asia will be ready for it. I think Asia's is ready for it now. Why,
1: why is there no challenger then, Paul? If there, if is ready for a change, why was he unopposed? It's
0: mm-hmm. a very good question, Paul. <laughs> um, polit- politics at the end of the day is is what it all comes down to and um it's it's what goes on in those uh, those uh, dark alleys in hotels and lobbies <laughs> and back rooms and all of that seedy stuff that we don't really like to talk about but unfortunately is um is kind of important and that tends to be what um what's decides these things but yeah certainly come 2027 there will be uh, there'll be change it'll be interesting to see whether it's just one candidate that gets put up or whether there's a um, an election campaign proper.
1: Looking forward to the uh, the FIFA Club World Cup semi finals coming up over the next two uh, two days. Al Hilal has kept the Asian flag flying. They um, they got a one all draw, went into penalties, and um, and ended up beating Widad Casablanca from Morocco, um, and are now facing Flamengo. Any chance of a, a another shock result? And they, can they beat the Brazilian giants tomorrow?
0: There's always a chance because you know reading some reports that Flamengo aren't in fantastic form coming into this tournament so there's there's always a chance they'll be up against it I suspect they've been heavily hit by injuries there's a couple of players that are still missing from the world cup Salman Al Faraj Yasser Al Sarani uh, Mohamed Al Barak as well Andre Carrillo the the Peruvian winger is in some doubt with injury as well so they've really been hit hard but it was a it was a real statement win that one because of course you know there's been a lot of uh, Saudi football in the headlines but it's been mostly their biggest rivals Al Nasser, that everyone's been talking about. And that would have just grated them like you wouldn't believe because there's nothing Al-Hilal love more than being the centre of attention and to have <laughs> their biggest rivals steal all the spotlight from them, they would have hated it. So it was a bit of a statement, bit of a don't forget about us win from, uh, from Al-Hilal. And if they can then go on to uh, to make the final, they'd love to steal some of the limelight back.
1: Well, sorry to disappoint Al-Halal fans, but uh, I'm <laughs> going to talk about al Nasser because Cristiano Ronaldo, he's off the mark. An injury time penalty for his club.
0: <laughs> a, a badly needed one too, because otherwise they would have suffered a pretty embarrassing tef- uh, de- defeat to, uh, to Al-Fatah in, in that game. But I guess important for Ronaldo to get off the mark. If he had have gone three games without getting a goal, then a lot more scrutiny would have been applied. So it kind of just eases the, the pressure a little bit, even though the result was uh, was disappointing. At least he's off the mark now and eases a, a little bit of the pressure for him. But we'll see how he can uh, carry on from here.
1: Okie okay, dokie. Okay. Just want to finish off with this one, Paul. We've been very Saudi arabia Uh, heavy in this (laughs) chat but it's you know that's where the news is at the moment Uh, and I was interested to read an article that you wrote for the Arab News regarding the establishment of the Saudi Arabian women's team I I didn't know that that was uh, something that had happened recently Uh, and their ambitions to host the Asian Women's Cup in 2026 is this all sort of part of, of their new engagement with the rest of the world through football?
0: Uh, it certainly is. Yeah, they established their sort of women's football program back in, in 2019, and they're really starting to accelerate that now. They've they've launched their their national team. I think they've got a, a, an under-23s and under-20s team as well. They've launched an under-17s national team this week as well. And there's been a lot of debate and discussion over the last week about the, the, the Visit Saudi sponsorship of the World Cup. But the story that's really flown under the radar is the fact that they're bidding for the Women's Asian Cup in in 2026 they're going up against Australia because of course Australia's flagged their intentions to bid for that tournament as well and we've seen the reaction here to the the suggestion that they might sponsor the the Women's World Cup if Australia was to potentially lose that bid to to Saudi Arabia you can imagine how that's going to go down as well but they are genuinely serious about advancing um, women's football. They're trying to turbocharge everything as Saudi Arabia tends to do. And they, they put out a, a, a press release this week. And just some of the numbers that, that, that really stood out to me, there's, there's now got two professional divisions consisting of 25 clubs. They have promotion and relegation in their the women's league now. And they said this year for the first time they held an inaugural schools league um, in which they had over 4,500 teams and 50,000 schoolgirls participating um and they hope to grow on that in future years so there is genuine movement happening with women's football in Saudi Arabia and it's very much a, a watch this space thing I think they're a very 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 serious chance to nab that uh that women's Asian Cup in 26 because they've got a, a story to tell of you know that of bringing you know women's football to Saudi Arabia and all the change around women's rights in that country and this could be a powerful tool um to help um you know turbocharge women's football in that country it's a a compelling narrative that they can sell um, and I think they're a genuine challenger to Australia for that tournament 25 wow.
1: professional women's clubs across two that's unbelievable they've, they've doubled the mm. amount of professional clubs in Australia at a stroke money they have got the money to do so haven't they hey Paola, <laughs> it's a fascinating story we're going to keep a, a real close eye on what's going on in Saudi Arabia with regards to football as ever uh, you're the man to uh, talk us all through it thanks mate we'll speak to you next week
0: see you Paul Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys.